Hey everyone, I'm Maria Sansone, and this is Mom to Mom, the podcast. Prepare to just sit back, relax, and get inspired. That's how I felt after this conversation with my guest today. It was just such a breath of fresh air, and I really did find it just so inspiring to get creative, have fun with the kids, and this conversation just went into so many different directions. So my guest today is truly a multi-hyphenate. She's a poet, an artist, an author, a podcast host, she's an app creator, and she's a mom. And so much of this transpired during the pandemic. It's quite remarkable. Uh, Her name is Morgan Harper Nichols. And like I said, she's a woman of many talents. Today, we're going to dive into her story, her art, her purpose. She just wrote and released her third book in her trilogy of books, and it's called You Are Only Just Beginning. It's a beautiful book, and it's poetry, and it's art, and she's going to take us back and show us how that journey all began for her, and then we kind of segue and talk about something that I found very interesting, which is the diagnosis that she got for autism later in life. She was diagnosed with autism and ADHD as an adult, and how that new information that she received changed her life forever. And interestingly, how TikTok helped her arrive at that information. So here is my very interesting conversation with Morgan Harper Nichols. Welcome to Mom to Mom, Morgan. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Look how beautiful your background is. It looks so oh, zen you. and relaxing. <laughs> Set the mood. But you know what? Credit actually kind of goes to my three-year-old. It was his idea to put lights on the tree. So I had the plant back there, and he was like, we should put lights on this. That's so- the best ideas. <laughs> So yes, it's it's coming along. It's coming along. <laughs> so we're going to get into everything that you've been up to. You just released your third book in a trilogy. You're a mom. So set the scene for us. Tell us a little bit about your family and then we'll get into your work. Yes, yes. So I'm I'm the mom of one. He's three years old. And honestly, something that has it's been a part of my life growing up and I'm trying to carry on that tradition is creativity. I grew up as a kid being so encouraged to make things. So even as I'm making, I get asked, well, how do you have time to do all this? I'm like, I'm making art <laughs> with my son all the time. That's something that I, I'm very, a, a huge, very passionate about, like bringing it into everyday life. So Art and poetry is something that ends up kind of happening just from observing daily life and and just different things that I'm I'm learning with him and you know especially these past few years just being home so much yeah. so yeah there's there's just I'm, it's something I'm really grateful for I'm I'm glad that that my mom gave that to me and I, I really do try to pass that on and nurture that and find ways to be creative in small everyday ways so I love that. That's a, yeah. <laughs> and that's something I try to do. I find myself, I get really wrapped up, you know, with work and life and everything. And sometimes I forget to just have fun with the kids. You yeah. know, I have a five-year-old and I have a nine-year-old. And there's so much fun. And we do have a blast when we get creative and everything. But sometimes I get wrapped up. So this is a good reminder to, I'm sure your son is so inspiring to your art, right? Oh. Just like you oh, said with absolutely. the trees. <laughs> yes, exactly. He has lots of ideas. So it's it's really funny because sometimes even as an artist, sometimes I will sit down and I'm like, oh, let's do an ocean landscape. And he's like, 
uh, this needs some mountains. And I'm like, I didn't want to do mountains. <laughs> so it's, it's just really interesting even then, because even then I'll turn, I'll get a little bit professional, turn into a perfectionist. I'm like, I want to do it this way. And he's just like, I don't know, maybe purple mountains. I was like, you know, not what I had in mind, but I'm learning from that too. <laughs> purple mountains majesty, right? Um, so tell us a little bit about your work. Like you said, you were inspired when you were young to be creative and obviously that has transitioned into your adult life. You're now on your third book. You're a poet, you're an artist. Tell us a little bit about your work. Yes, you know, honestly, I, I feel like I'm just now even starting to begin to find language for what it is and how I even got here. And I really do think a lot of it is just healing my inner child because I am autistic. I didn't know that as a kid, but as I got older into high school years and college, I felt like I had to get so serious about life. Hmm. And art was one of those things I just let go. Cause I, I wasn't like, I wasn't one of those kids that could draw everything. <laughs> so, you know, not no art scholarship for me. So I was just like, well, that's, I got to set that aside. And I did for a very, very long time until I got to a point that I was in like a mid career moment where things just weren't working out. And I started drawing again. And then I started sharing it and people were like, can you do more of this? And I'm like, are you sure? I don't even feel like I'm that good. So it's been a, it's been a very healing journey for me. And I even think that's why I've been able to stick with it because it was something that I realized, oh, I've always loved this, but life kind of made me think that I had to set it aside. And I want to get loud about being proud about this and sharing it with other people because I know I'm not the only person who has like those small things that they enjoy doing. So, yeah. yeah. So was the big turning point for you, uh, that project that you were talking about that you did where you were kind of illustrating other people's stories and putting them on your platforms? Yes, that, that, that is what it was. Cause I had this one poem that I wrote just about career failure and just feeling like I had let everybody down. And I put that home on Pinterest. And then months later, it just went viral. And I was like, how did that even happen? <laughs> and after that, I was like, people are like, do you have more? And I was like, no. So <laughs> what I did for the art and the poetry, I was like, you know what? I want to share more. So I'm just going to try to make it about one person at a time. So that became my focus in 2017. I posted on my Instagram stories. It was a very undramatic, just a white background and basic text. I was like, Hey, if you would like for me to make something in response to you, just send me your story. And I started getting hundreds of DMs and then thousands of DMs. And here we are more than five years later, and oh I'm still gosh. doing that. So Wow, that is so cool. <laughs> so it sounds like on paper that it was sort of an overnight success. But yeah. I know nothing works like that. You were plugging yeah. away at this. And I know for a lot of creators out there, you know, you put stuff out into the world and people don't respond right away, but you kept going and you kept going yeah. and then it hit. Yeah. So when it yes, hit, it had to exactly. feel really good. Yeah, it was the word I like to use is energizing. Cause I mean, life is just so draining at times. And that's what, that was a shift that I noticed. I was like, this is the first thing I've done in a while where I leave it feeling energized. I leave it feeling fulfilled. Like, oh, that took a lot of work, but it felt good. You know, I think some people probably feel that way about marathons and stuff. I don't feel that way personally about running. <laughs> but, but you hear people talk about running and they're like, oh, I just feel so great after. I'm like, not my I personal wish. experience. 
<laughs> can't relate to that. I love that for you all. And for myself, <laughs> being creative was that, you know, at the, in the early stages, I was just like buying spray paint and mixing it with water. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm having a blast. <laughs> so I love much fun. that. So, yes. I get that same way. It's like you've got to find the thing that 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 energizes you and makes you come yes. alive. For me, I get yes. like manic energy when I start doing something creative. Like my body reacts I in love, a different yes. way. It's exciting for yes. me. It's like cooking and creating videos yes. and creating content. I mean, it's like different for yeah. everybody, but I know yeah. that feeling and it's so awesome when you can hone in on that mm -hmm. and tap yeah, into that. Exactly. And you did it at a time where we were starting to come up on this pandemic when people mm -hmm. were mm -hmm. hungry for some yes. positivity, for some yeah. something to grab yeah. onto. And I think you were able to provide that for them. So that Thanks. had to feel good. It really did. And funny enough, so my birthday is February 4th. And when I released the first book of this trilogy, I, for some kind of way, I ended up getting on the reviews of the book. And the first review I saw, it was a, it was a bad review. And this was right before, this is right a month before the lockdown started. I read this review of my book that just come out and it said, this person sounds like all they do is just sit at home and they don't do anything with their life. And it's just really boring and it's not interesting. Well, guess what happened a month later? We're a lot of people are sitting at home doing nothing and trying to find peace at the present moment. So it was just very interesting to see that happen. Like in a month's time, you know, this person was like, oh, well, that's not my life. You know, I don't have to slow down. So this isn't for me. And what we've all learned is like, actually, we all kind of have to slow down and rethink a yeah. lot of things. So yeah, it, it ended up being, um, and it was interesting because I wrote the book while I was pregnant and I finished the art after giving birth when I was wow. sitting at home trying, my, my body just took so long to heal and feel like I could, you know, return to normal life. So all that happened before 2020. Wow. So I didn't even know I was being prepared to, to be in that place of like, how do you really sit at home and mm -hmm. find inspiration? Like, that's very hard to do. So I, I've been working on it for, for a little while. Hey, I want to let you know about this amazing initiative that we are doing with supporting our schools. It's our year-round donation and supply drive. We deliver hundreds and thousands of dollars in supplies to schools in need all across New England. Our partners at Donors Choose have identified some specific projects that you can help fund. So please help us out. And to learn more, go to NBCBoston.com schools. Together, we are celebrating the third book in her trilogy. So congratulations on all your success. And like we were saying before the break, so much of it happened during the pandemic. You have a three-year-old, so you had a pandemic baby. Um, yeah. A lot of people, you know, it was interesting to see during that time. Some people thrived um, and some people, you know, it was very tough. And some people, it was paralyzing for them. Um, you were someone who thrived in this time. So kind of walk us through, you started talking about your first book. Um, each one kind of celebrates a different part of life for you. Yes, yes. So the first book really was writing about the past and just trying to find beauty in my own story and how I've been blooming and also just sharing online, trying to encourage other people to see the small ways that 
they had been blooming, even if things hadn't gone according to plan. And then the second book was about being in the present moment. And I wrote that one right in the heart of, of lockdowns and, and, and protests that were happening in the U.S. Um, around, you know, summer 2020, George Floyd. And it was just how to be present amidst all of that and really see how far you've come and, and recognize that you do have courage to continue. And this book is, this, this most recent one is about the future. So they're past, present, and future. And it's about looking ahead. And this one was the hardest to write because I'm not a planner naturally. I'm just like, you know, let's just go, you know, let's figure out what's going to happen. I don't naturally get into like a planning state, but I do get into an anxious state. Yeah. So this book was very much so about challenging myself to sit with that and say, what can we do? What, I'm talking like, I have like, you know, my inner committee, yeah. <laughs> but like, what can I do? What can I do? <laughs> like um, to sit down and, and think about what does it look like to look ahead? Mm. Like, what does that even look like? And I got really literal about it. I started thinking about what it looked like and started thinking about images in my life, everything from elephants to monarch butterflies and what I could learn about all of these different things about looking ahead, so, yeah. Interesting, because we, we're so focused on trying to stay present all the time, but looking yes. ahead is important. It does have yeah. value because you think about vision boarding and manifesting mm -hmm. and all of that mm -hmm. is putting, you know, what do we value? And what yeah. do we want to do with that? And how do we get to that place? So I imagine that, yeah. that was tough, as tough as probably looking back. Um, but, yes. but we were talking earlier about your diagnosis with autism. So walk mm -hmm. me through that. You said you got a later diagnosis in life. Yes, I did. So it was interesting because even, you know, during the pandemic, my art really did just kind of like take off to a new level. But at the same time, I was also entering into this very difficult thing of recognizing that I'm autistic. And I do have a sister who was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome at nine years old. So conversations around like, neurological differences wasn't totally just new to me. Like it, I was familiar with it. And I, even online, like I was already in the practice and the habit of following a lot of people who were like my sister and through all that TikTok decided to yes. show me one day adult autism diagnosis and people talking about that. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. What is this? I, I can relate to everything that these people are saying. And several people had had a similar experience that I had at 27, where I went to my doctor because I felt like everyday things from trying to pay bills, to go to the DMV, to the post office, I felt like so many little things were hard for me. And I wasn't growing up in that sense. And I was really struggling just with basic communication things, maintaining business relationships and friendships. It just all felt so hard. And I said to my primary care doctor at 27, I think something's going on. I would like to speak to someone. Can you make a referral for me to talk to someone who's familiar with autism? I didn't even say, I think I'm autistic. I was just like, I think there could be something here. He didn't even look up from his clipboard. He was just like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, why would you, he was just like, why would you even ask? He was like, no, you're not, you're not, you're not that. And sadly I took his word 
took his word for three years. I just assumed, well, I guess it's just me and I've got to fix it. And I, I don't know what to do. So I just left it at that until TikTok in 2020. And <laughs> that is what helped me realize that talking to a specialist who specializes in adults makes a huge difference because autism in adults looks different than, than a child. And some people may not have, have as much research with studying. Um, this is particularly true with women, with black women. So I, I was, <laughs> I was definitely in the group of people who, who don't get looked at a lot. Yeah. So you have to find the right person. And it took me a few tries, but eventually I, I found, I was able to find someone to talk to. Made well, a big we, difference. we have to advocate for ourselves. I yeah. tell everybody yes. that in the medical field, you keep pushing until you, you know, you feel comfortable. And so I give you a lot of yeah. credit for that. So how did life change after you received this new information about yourself? Yes. Yeah. It became a, it, it changed drastically. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, it made me realize I was doing a whole lot of things because I felt like I had to. And even if they were beneficial to me, I had to let some stuff go. Like I thought being an artist, I dreamed of having like an art studio and, and offices and all those kinds of things. And we had actually started that in, in, in the state of Arizona. And we were living in Arizona at the time, me, my husband and, and my son. And then we actually moved back to my home state of, of Georgia, where we're now living a much slower life. My, my practice is now completely remote. And that was not the dream. I, I wanted to do more. But one of the things that my, my great specialist was just helping me with was like, hey, Morgan, you've been going on all cylinders for so long, and this is not sustainable. Like you have to, you need more rest than other people. You need more recovery time than, uh, than others might need. And that was very hard to, to see it that way because I, I do want to like, I have, you know, I want to like share what I'm doing and I want to help other people make things. So that's just like one version of it. So every area of my life has been that way. It's just like, oh, I got invited to this weekend thing, but I'm like, it's, it's one too many days for me. Like I can't go, like I could do it if it were a day. And it's, it's very hard because sometimes you end up saying no to things that you really want to do. So th that's just one area that my life has changed, but it's, it's, it's happening in, in many different areas. But so it it's feels still, uh, like, it feels like now that you've given yourself permission, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, yes. with this information, with this diagnosis, it's like, this is why I feel this type of way and it's okay, yes, yes. which really yes. seems like a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ultimately I, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt incredibly privileged, um, that I even got the chance to speak with a specialist and to have someone help guide me on this journey. And the reason why I talk about it so much is because I know that there are other people out there who may not have had that privilege yet. And I want more people to have that experience of just knowing like, sure. it's good to know what's going on. You know, even if it's not autism, even if it's something else, it's yes. like really good to know what's going on. And, I, and, and like you said, that self-advocacy is just so important. So ultimately I'm, I'm very grateful that I was and able to. Yes. And to normalize and say what you mm -hmm. want about TikTok, but I think it has normalized a lot of things like this. 
Hey, have you subscribed for the Hubbub newsletter yet? It is full of recipes, behind-the-scenes scoop, exclusive content that you're not going to see anywhere else, not even on the show. So go to NBCBoston.com slash newsletter, drop your email, and you'll receive our newsletter every Wednesday. Your diagnosis with autism is what we were talking about right before the break, but I also wanted to talk about ADHD because you identify yeah. as having that too. And you were talking yes. about how you kind of started seeing things on TikTok um, mm -hmm. that made you become more aware that maybe there was something going on with you. I see these ADHD things on TikTok and I think the same mm -hmm. thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally yeah. relate to so many of these things. Yeah, there's there's a lot of us. And it was interesting because so my my diagnosis is autism, ADHD, and sensory processing disorder. And the ADHD part of it, I actually told my special, I was like, I don't think I have that. Like I just didn't even I didn't even want to go there because you know it, it's ADHD is said it's said a lot, but but it really does alter your life in a lot of ways and it makes you realize wow some things in life that were very hard for me that I thought maybe I wasn't even good at but it's like no it was just the way the information was presented and I can have a lot of implications everything from job to relationships communication is so important so when you find out that oh you communicate differently and that you structure information differently and that it has all these other impacts in your life and your physical body it impacts a lot of things so yeah I I encourage people to try to find someone to talk to as much as they can because it's it's um I do think that the other side of social media it can be easy to think well it's like well everyone's talking about it but maybe they're maybe they're more serious than me. And that's how I was about ADHD for a while. But then after I actually talked to someone who worked for people, I was like, no, this is ADHD. And let's unpack that. And let's talk about that more. So yeah, I, I think it's just, I'm a huge advocate also for just trying to encourage, to just try to find someone to talk to, to get more information because you never know. Absolutely. Know. And I know that with everything that you're doing, you're just trying to pay it forward. And I know that one of your goals is to help other people create, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I was actually able to film a Skillshare class uh, last summer and it, it's live right now on that platform. And that, that whole class was made for if you are a beginner and all you have is a phone, and you're trying to find a way to be creative. Like that was my, I was like, it has to be that. And also if you're a practicing artist, you can enjoy it as well. But yeah, it's, it's really important. I really try to use social media and technology just as a starting point to help people discover new ways of being creative. So. Uh, we are out of time. I wish we weren't. There's so much to talk about. I really, really enjoyed yeah. this, Morgan. Thank you so much Likewise. for your time today. I'm feeling very inspired and encouraged all of you out there to check Morgan out. She's on social. She's got a very cool platform. Uh, Morgan Harper Nichols is her social handle on Instagram. So yes. check her out and make sure you check out her brand new book and the trilogy of books and get inspired.
All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Mom to Mom, the podcast. Thank you, Morgan Harper Nichols, for being my guest today. Like I said, just such a breath of fresh air. So I encourage you to check her out on her platforms. Um, you'll be very inspired. All right, everybody, that's it for us. You can check out all of the podcasts. We have a library, an extensive library with so many different topics that you can find wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're in the New England area, a reminder, you can always watch this podcast on TV Mondays at 11.30 a.m. on NBC10 Boston. And you can follow me. I'm at Maria Sansone on all the platforms. All right, everybody, thanks so much for being here, and I'll see you next time or hear you next time or talk to you next time on Mom to Mom.